Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi, welcome back. This is going to be for the book of Psalms. We're going to try to do a, a summary of, of various uh, parts of the book of Psalms into one uh, podcast, since there's so many, and I'm not going to do each one, but uh, we'll kind of do a summary here of what they are. Uh, to begin with, uh, the book of Psalms is quoted more often by New Testament writers than by any other Old Testament book by over 115 times. In Luke 24:44, it says, And he said unto them, These are the words which I have spoken, which I spake unto you while I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. In the Bible dictionary, it mentions that the Psalms collectively are called in Hebrew tehillim, or praises, but the word mizmor, which denotes a composition set to music, is found in the titles of many of them. The book is the first in order of the scriptures, which with the law and the prophets make up the Hebrew Old Testament. <clears throat> no book of the Old Testament is more Christian in its inner sense or more fully attested as such by the use made of it than the Psalms. Out of the 283 direct citations from the Old Testament in the New, in the new 116 or 115, 116 have been counted from this one book. Much of Christianity, by its preference for the Psalms, reverses the custom of the synagogue, which judged the psalmist's inspiration inferior to that of the prophets and set Moses on high above them all, so that no prophet might, re might teach any new thing but only what was implicitly contained in the law. Titles are added to some of the Psalms, but it is open question as to whether they, these are as old as the words to which they were attached. They mainly refer to the manner in which the words were to be sung or accompanied. Some psalms were to be accompanied by stringed instruments, others by wind instruments, which such title, while such titles um, as set to Alamoth equals maidens or set to Shimoneth, the octave seem to imply that there were stringing in, that there was singing in parts. Some of the titles appear to be intended to indicate the character of the psalm as maskil which is giving instruction, miktam, rendered by some golden psalm, while shigayan, with shigayanoth, may refer to the irregular erratic style of the compositions, and gitith, equaling belong, equals belonging to gath, may relate either to the melody or to the instrument used in the performance. The other titles are all probably names of tunes well known at the time to which the psalms were appointed to be sung. Seventy-three of the psalms are ascribed to David, and so it was natural that the whole that the whole collection should be referred to as his, and that this convenient way of speaking should give rise to, in time to the popular belief that the sweet psalmist of Israel himself wrote all the so-called psalms of David. Sacred psalmody is ascribed to him in general terms in one, First and Second Chronicles, the accompanying instruments also being called instruments of David. In some cases in which a psalm is ascribed to David in the Hebrew, it is certain that he could not have written it, and it, was, and it has been concluded that the Hebrew titles are sometimes inaccurate. 
What I'm going to read now are just some uh, psalms that are prophecies about the life and mission of Jesus Christ, and then I'll tell you the scripture that's also the fulfillment of that. In uh, Psalm 107, verses 23 to 30, They that go down to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and the wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. He maketh a storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they are quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Matthew eight twenty three to 27 Psalm 69, 8, I am become a stranger unto my brethren, and an alien unto my mother's children. John 1, 11, He came unto his own, and his own received him not. And 7, 5, For neither did his brethren believe in him. Uh, Psalm 41, 9, Yea, mine own familiar friend, in whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread, hath lifted up his heel against me. Uh, and then in 55, 12 to 14, For it was not an enemy that reproached me, neither he that hated me that did magnify himself against me. If so, then I could have borne it. I would have hid myself from him. For it was a man mine equal, my guide, and mine acquaintance. He took sweet counsel together. We took sweet counsel together and walked unto the house of God in company or fellowship. In John thirteen eighteen and 21, 18, I speak not of you all. I know him. I know whom I have chosen, but but that the scripture may be fulfilled, he that eateth bread with me hath lifted up his heel against me. When Jesus had thus said, he was troubled in spirit and testified and said, Verily I say unto you, that one of you shall betray me. Psalm sixty nine twenty Reproach hath broken my heart, and I am full of heaviness, and I looked for some to take pity, but there was none, and for comforters, but I found none. In Mark fourteen thirty two to 41, and chapter 32, or, I'm sorry, 32 to 41, these verses in Mark 14. And they came to a place which was named Gethsemane, and he said, which was a garden, and the disciples began to be sore amazed and to be very heavy, and so he leaves them behind, so he does this uh, by himself. Remember, he he's in the garden by himself. Psalm 22, 7 to 8. All they that see me laugh me to scorn. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted on the Lord that he would deliver him. Let him deliver him, seeing he delighted in him. And as Jesus hung on the cross in Matthew 27, verses 39 to 43, uh, they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads, and saying, that thou, destroyest, thou that destroyest the temple and buildeth it again in three days, save thyself. Psalm twenty-two, sixteen: For dogs have compassed me. The assembly of the wicked have enclosed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. Obviously, that's a resurrection to the that's a reference to the crucifixion. Mark fifteen twenty-five, and it was the third hour when they crucified him. Psalm twenty-two, eighteen: They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. Matthew twenty-seven, thirty-five: They they part his garments and 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 uh, cast lots about him. Psalm 22, 1, My God, why hast thou forsaken me? My God, hear the words of my roaring. Art thou, art, art, thou art far from helping me. Uh, Matthew 27, 46, And about the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani? That is to say, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Psalm 69, 21, They gave me also gall for my meat, and in my thirst they gave me vinegar to drink. Uh, they do that to Jesus while he's on the cross in John chapter 19, verses 28 to 30. And and then uh, Psalms 34, 20, he keepeth all his bones, not one of them is broken. We know that Jesus, when he was uh, alive, that no bones of his were broken. And on the cross, they didn't break his bones either. John chapter 19, verse 33 to 36. But when they came to Jesus, they saw that he was dead already. They break not his legs. Psalm 31, 5, into thine heart have had... 
Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, God of truth. In Luke 23, 46, he says, And when Jesus cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having thus said, he gave up the ghost. Psalm 16, 10, For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to seek corruption. In Acts 2, 31 to 32, he seeing this before the before spake of the resurrection of Christ, that his soul was not left in hell, neither his flesh did see corruption. All right, so I'm going to give some more um, summaries. Uh, these will be just by category, uh, as in the Old Testament, uh, Old, the Gospel Doctrine Lesson Manual. This first section will be about the creation of heaven and earth, Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament showeth his handiwork. 104.5-7, who had laid the foundations of the earth that it should not be removed forever. Thou coverest it with the deep as with the garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At thy rebuke they fled. At the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. He causeth the grass to grow for the cattle, and herb for the service of man, that he may bring forth food out of the earth. O Lord, how, mani how manifold are thy works! In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches." 136, 3-9, O oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone doeth great work, doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. The moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. The Savior's mercy, forgiveness, and love. Psalms 23, 1. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to thy multitude of the, the the multitude of thy tender mercies blot out thy transgress my transgressions. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I shall I will shapen in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts thou shalt make me to know, to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins, and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a, a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy free spirit. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Deliver me from blood, from blood guiltiness. O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open up. 
Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. For thou desirest not sacrifice, else would I give it. Thou delightest not in burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, and a broken and a contrite heart. O God, wilt thou, thou wilt not despise. Do good in thy good pleasure unto Zion. Build thou the walls of Jerusalem. Thou shalt then shalt thou be pleased with the sacrifices of righteousness and burnt offerings and whole burnt offering, and then shall thy uh, then shall they offer bullocks unto the upon thine altar. Psalm fifty nine sixteen. But I will sing of thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of thy mercy in the in the morning, for thou hast been my defence and refuge in the day of my trouble. Psalm seventy eight thirty eight. But he but he being full of compassion forgave their iniquity. And destroyed them not, yea, many a time he turned he his anger away, and did not stir up all his wrath. Psalm 86, For thou, for thou, Lord, art God, and ready to forgive, and plenteous in mercy unto all that call upon thee. For great is thy mercy toward me, and thou hast delivered my soul from the, from the lowest hell. Psalm 100, Enter into the, his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. 103, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto the chil unto children's children to such as keep his cov his covenant and to those that remember his commandments to do them and then uh, regarding scriptures psalms 19 the law of the lord is perfect converting the soul the testimony of the lord is sure making wise the simple the statutes of the lord are right rejoicing the heart the commandment of the lord is pure enlightening the eyes the fear of the lord is clean enduring forever the judgments of the lord are true and righteous together altogether more to be desired are they than gold Yea, then much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and any honeycomb. Moreover, by them is thy servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Regarding the temple, Psalms 5, But as for me, I will come into thy house in the multitude of thy mercy and in thy fear. Will I worship, thy, worship toward thy holy temple? Psalms 15, Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle, who shall dwell in thy holy hill of Zion, he that walketh uprightly and walk and worketh righteousness and speaketh the truth in his heart, he that backbite backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up a reproach against his neighbor. Psalm twenty four The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein, for he hath founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend unto the hill of the Lord, or who, or who shall stand in, in his holy place? He that hath clean hands and a pure heart, and who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord, and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O gates, O generation of Jacob, O ye generations of Jacob, and be ye lifted up, and the Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle, who is the King of glory, shall establish you forever. 
and he will roll away the heavens and will continue and will come down to redeem his people to make you an everlasting name to establish you upon his everlasting rock lift up your heads o ye generations of jacob lift up your heads ye everlasting generations and the lord of hosts the king of kings even the king of glory shall come upon you and shall redeem his people and shall establish them in righteousness Psalms 27, one thing that have I desired of the Lord that I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to endure in his temple. Blessed is the man, this is 65, blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto thee, that he may dwell in thy courts. We shall be satisfied with the goodness of thy house, even of thy holy temple. 84, how amiable are thy tabernacles. O Lord of hosts, thy soul longeth, yea, even fainteth for the courts of the Lord my heart, and my flesh crieth out for the living God. Blessed are they that dwell in thy house, they, shall, they will be still praising thee. For a day in, my, in thy courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the, in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will be withheld. Will, will, we, will he withhold from them that walk uprightly? O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man that trusteth in thee. And then regarding gratitude, Psalms 116, What shall I render unto the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will, I will take the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, truly I am thy servant. I am thy servant and the son of thine handmaid. Thou hast loosed my bonds. I will offer to thee the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay for my vows unto the Lord now in the presence of all the, his people. In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of thee, O Jerusalem, praise ye the Lord. Trusting in the Lord, Psalms 4. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Psalms 5. Put all these, but let all these put, uh, but let all those that put their trust in thee rejoice. Let them ever shout for joy because thou defendest them. Let them also that love thy name be joyful in thee. Psalm 9. And they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast not forsaken them that seek thee. 18. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will, I will trust, my buckler and the horn of my salvation and my high tower. Psalm 56. In God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. 62. Trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. 118. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Joseph Smith was still in his teens when he learned of the prophetic significance of the book of Psalms. We can virtually identify the very moment. It was during the night and early morning hours of the 21st and 22nd of September, 1823, when Moroni first visited him. It was Oliver Cowdery who, after a lengthy conversation with the prophet, preserved this knowledge for us. In the Pearl of Great Price account, Joseph Smith only tells us of a few of the passages of Scripture quoted and explained by Moroni, adding that he quoted many other passages of Scripture and offered many explanations which cannot be, be mentioned here. In his account of what the prophet told him, Oliver lists more than two dozen such passages, among which are five of the Psalms. We will briefly explain, examine each. They are Psalms 91, 6, 100, 107, 144, and 146.10. Though Moroni's explanation of these passages has not been preserved for us, their interpretation in the context of Moroni's instruction to Joseph Smith will be obvious. So I'm going to go through these uh, in kind of in in chronological order of the Psalms of what uh, what Moroni quoted to Joseph Smith. 
91.6, this is a messianic psalm, the introductory verses of which are refrains of praise and rejoicing in the protection afforded Israel through faith in God. The 16th verse speaks of pestilence and of a destruction that wasteth at noonday. Roni placed the passage in the same context as Joel's prophecy that the moon would turn to blood and the stars fall from heaven, and Isaiah's prophecy of the earth reeling to and fro as a drunken man. Oliver's account records the Lord will bring to the knowledge of his people his commandments and statutes that they may be prepared to stand when the nations tremble and the destroying angel goes forth to waste the inhabitants at noonday for so great are the calamities which are to come upon the inhabitants of the earth before the coming of the Son of Man the second time that whoso is not prepared cannot abide but such as are found faithful and remain shall be gathered with his people and caught up to meet the Lord in the cloud and so shall they inherit eternal life. Moroni would obviously have emphasized to Joseph Smith, his role in restoring the commandments and statutes of the Lord, that a people might be prepared to stand when the Lord comes. Psalms 100. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord is that the Lord he is God. It is he that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are his people, and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving, and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name, for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth to all generations. This psalm begins with the announcement that all the earth must declare the Lord and serve him joyfully. It is an invitation for the world, for the worthy of all nations to come before his presence, which is an Old Testament phrase meaning to come to the temple. The witness of the psalmist is that the truths taught therein endure from generation to generation unchanged. This, we learn from Moroni, was the day for which David longed and often prayed. Further, we are told that David knew that such a day would come, would not come until the knowledge of the glory of God covered all, all lands or all the earth. Psalm 107, O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord so say whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy, and gathered them out of the lands from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south. They wandered in the wilderness in a solitary way. They found no city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, they, their soul fainted in them. They Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them out of their distresses. And he led them forth by the right way, that they might go to a city of habitation. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works, to the children of men, for he satisfieth the longing soul, and filleth the the hungry soul with goodness. Such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction in iron, because they rebelled against the words of God, and con- contend- contemned the counsel of the of the Most High. Therefore he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down, and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death, and brake their bands in sunder. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works for the children of men. For he hath broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodnesses, for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them sacrifice the sacrifices of thanksgiving and declare his works with rejoicing. They that go down to the, to the sea in ships that do business in great waters, these see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up and 
the waves thereof, they mount up to the heavens, they go down again to the depths, their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro and stagger like a drunken man and are at their wit's end. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he bringeth them out of their distresses. He maketh the storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Then are they glad, because they be quiet, so he bringeth them unto their desired haven. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Let them exalt him also in the congregation of the people, and praise him in the assembly of the elders. He turneth rivers into a wilderness, and the the water springs into dry ground, a fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell therein. He turneth the wilderness into a standing water, and dry ground into water springs. And there he maketh the, the hunger to dwell, that they may prepare a city for habitation, and sow the fields and plant vineyards, which may yield fruits of in, of increase. He blesseth he blesseth them also, so that they are multiplied greatly, and suffered suffereth not their cattle to decrease. Again they are minished and brought low through oppression, affliction, and sorrow. He poureth contempt upon princes and causeth them to wander in the wilderness, where there is no way. Yet he yet he, yet he sitteth. Yet sitteth he the poor on high from affliction, and maketh him families like a flock. The righteous shall see it, and rejoice, and all iniquity shall stop her mouth. Whoso is wise, and will observe these things, even they shall understand the loving kindness of the Lord. You can see the prophecies here that uh, are in the Psalms of the last days, can't you? This, this psalm speaks of affliction and distress which would come upon Israel because they rebelled against the words of God. It promised a day when they would be freed from their bondage of darkness and gathered from the lands of the east and from the west, from the north, and from the south, a time when the Lord would send his word and heal them, after which they would be expected to declare or testify of his works with rejoicing. The psalm also promises that for their, for those who so gathered, the Lord would turn the desert into pools of water and parched earth into springs of water. Here the hunger it was prophesied would settle and establish a city to dwell in and be blessed with abundant harvests. Here they were to multiply greatly, for the promise was that the Lord would make him families like a flock. Commenting on this, Oliver wrote, Most clearly was it shown to the prophet that the righteous should be gathered from all the earth. He knew that the children of Israel were led from Egypt by the right hand of the Lord and permitted to possess the land of Canaan, though they were rebellious in the desert. But he further knew that they were not gathered from the east, the west, the north, and the south at that time, for it was clearly manifested that the Lord himself would prepare a habitation, even as he said, when he would lead them to a city of refuge. And then the last one. Nope, not the last one. Psalms 144. Rid me and deliver me from the hand of strange children whose mouth speaketh vanity and their right hand is a right hand of falsehood. That our sons may be as plants grown up in their youth, that our daughters may be as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. And then 146.10. The Lord shall reign forever, even the God, O Zion, unto all generations. Praise ye the Lord. Here we again find David praying for that day when Israel will be freed from the hand of foreigners, that her sons might be as plants grown up in their youth, and their daughters as cornerstones polished after the similitude of a palace. Only then, according to the Cowdery account of Moroni's discourse, will their sons and daughters prophesy, their old men dream dreams, and young men see visions. This was then given as the context of Psalms 146.10, which announces a day when the Lord would reign forever in Zion. And that was out of the uh, book by Joseph F. McConkie, Joseph Smith translation, The Restoration of Plain and Precious Things. Anyway, that's going to be all that I'm going to do for today. That's the the, uh, book of Psalms uh, kind of summarized for you. Anyway, that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye.